evening, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Geeks Who Punked. Tonight, I'm joined yet again by Chris Chipman to finish our discru- discussion on the Grudge franchise. And I'm very sorry about the delay. Life happened. Let's get over it. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Um, it's really good to be talking to you. I, I love extending October as far as humanly possible into the future because <laughs> I love horror movies. So it's perfect. I know. Halloween and Christmas time is the best thing. And nobody better freaking say Nightmare on, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, let's say um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Because <laughs> everybody that says anything that has to do with Halloween and Christmas time, it's Nightmare Before Halloween. Oh, God, I can't even say it. My Lord. Nightmare before Halloween, miss. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so as I'm tongue-tied, let's get into the grudge number three. Before it even came out, I remember I was pissed off because it didn't have the same directors. It didn't have the same actress who played um, the grudge lady, Kyo- Kyoko or something like that. Kyoko. Right. Um. So I absolutely hated that. I was not all for it. Um, But I decided to watch it because me, if anybody knows at all, when I see a movie and they have another one and they have another one and they have another one, I have to watch them all. No matter how much I hate it, I have to watch them, which is how I get into so many bad movies. And I will just say that I hated it from the very beginning, from the first five minutes of the movie, because it immediately starts with something that is not at all uh j horror it's violent and bloody there <laughs> right right absolutely so immediately from the very beginning it's very americanized and it's stupid and it takes everything out of the whole grudge franchise at least for me anyway no i i completely agree there and it's it's a bummer um because the the movie for being in, incredibly cheap and i think this was direct to dvd right if i'm not mistaken yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, you know, I had I didn't know this existed until you asked me to come on here. I knew the new 2021 um existed, but I didn't know this movie even happened. It was just off my radar. Um, probably because I wasn't at Blockbuster anymore, so I hadn't uh-huh. seen it it show up on the shelf. But I, I knew they made a grudge too, and I wouldn't have seen it had I not done this, which is weird because I I love this genre and probably should have. It just lost me and missed me. But um yeah. Take away the fact that it's not J-Horror, that, that first sequence, that first scare is actually a good one. Um, it just doesn't work in these movies. And I think that's something that can be said about this entire film is that it, it's, a, it's very confusing, but not like intentional. Like the first two are misdirection films. And that's what made the, the first grudge and the second one to a lesser extent at least exciting to watch because they were mm-hmm. constantly trying to mislead you. This movie is basically a straight narrative. And yep. that's refreshing, you know, but it it took a J-horror movie and turned it into a, a slasher haunting movie. And that's way less interesting. Not to say that they're, you know, that kid getting attacked in the, you know, um, in the um, padded room there is a really cool scare and it's a really cool sequence, but it doesn't fit in here. This isn't Freddy Krueger, you know what I mean? Exactly. And so it, and and it's a bummer too, because now that I look into, you know, I was looking into who made it after I watched it, because for a cheap movie, it has a pretty stylish look. It doesn't Mm -hmm. look like a J-horror movie. But but it has a pretty stylish look and it's it's consistent throughout and people are trying. It's just not good. 
Um, but, uh, you know, the guy who made it made Splinter. And I love Splinter. Splinter is just a nasty little creature feature if you've never seen it. And so to have this one so off the mark is kind of a bummer because this was his big follow-up to that, you know? Yeah. And it's like hand hand someone a franchise and, yeah, you're right. It just it doesn't know anything about this genre at all. Yeah, and I and I get it wanting to explore and do something different. Like, because he's not the first director to do that to come in and do like a franchise or a sequel or something like that and completely bomb it. Like, even Tim Burton did it with the Batman movie. You know, like right. You know I mean? So I mean, but I don't know. I think it would have been nice to see what he could have done with a whole nother type of movie. Yes. And, but I really wish that they would have just kept the same director and the same people that they had going for the first and the second one in this one, especially since it kind of seemed like they were wrapping it up after the third one anyway, because, you know, the third one is a continuation from what happened in the second one. Um, so, like, they should have just kept everybody. So it was a nice, nice, neat bow. And I feel like it would have worked so much better. Yeah, it just and... feels it just feels like a, a re it's a rehashed concept. Yeah. In that in that they do what they did in the second movie. We have okay, the survivor of the first one is only there to be there for 30 seconds to die. Worked kind of in the second one with Sarah Michelle Geller. Okay, this is this is interesting. And then they just tell a new story. <laughs> like, uh, okay. <laughs> and and it, yeah. it stops. It starts becoming less and less be- and believable is a hard word in this genre. But, you know, the first two tied together real nice. When this one tacks on, oh, Kayako had a sister. And mm-hmm. the sister is now come to be like the harbinger of death. And she's going to tell the story and have some convoluted, I think I can save you. But we know it's not going to work. It's a grudge movie. And it's just all very tiring. And it shouldn't yeah. be. Yeah, I don't know. It was just, I didn't, I was bored throughout the whole movie rewatching it recently. Um, I kind of wanted to just stop it, honestly, after like yeah. maybe half an hour. But I I knew I had to keep watching it. The only interesting thing that they did that I both love and kind of hate is at the very, very end, the drug, the drug, the curse turns into something completely, it it turns into a different type of curse. Because, you know, she, she, she gets... The um oh god she's like a priest you know the priestly woman yep. the um yep. she gets killed she gets killed violently by the boyfriend who is in the throes of the original curse she gets killed violently from him and it seems like the original curse is gone and then she becomes the new curse like she is completely I really liked that that yeah. that's that's a really interesting concept that the first two movies they they hinted at it but because they were I mean, you know, when when you get two movies that are made by the guy that made his own two original films, he gets to play with it and add more to it. And mm-hmm. so he he toyed with that idea of each person that's dying or in the grips of this kind of is affected. And it's just whichever one the curse can take down mm-hmm. and has the most trauma is the one that kind of sticks there. But those other things like the the son and the husband are all part i mean showing that in the second movie the husband could come in and break you know that girl's neck is like okay it's all part of it but yeah mm-hmm. to have to have the the sister kind of you know just be like no 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 you're all screwed you know and it's like wow that's a re- it is you're right it, it's a super cool concept but they spend an 80 minutes of the movie kind of just being plotting to get you there yeah 
Yeah. Oh, and I also want to say no, no hard feelings on the actress who stepped in um, to play Kyoko. Um, I feel like she did a really good job. Oh, she rocks. She rocks yes. in this. But there is something like her movements you can tell are just stiff and unnatural. Um, whereas the other one, it was very, it was like a creepy sort of stiff. Like there was so much in it. Cause, it was like a ballet. Yes, exactly. Um, but you you could just tell, like, even if you didn't know that um, they changed actresses for it and stuff like that, just the way that they moved, you would be able to tell. And that's kind of where it got on me. Like, this one, it felt like they just stuck someone in there. All right, try and be creepy. And even when, you know, she was standing in the hall, like, all, like, jerking her arms and stuff like that, that's all it did. It looked like, to me, that's all she was doing. She was just jerking. And then all of a sudden she could teleport places. Like where the hell? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, like I mentioned when we were talked about the first two, I hate it. I hate, I love J horror because it's weird and it goes out of bounds and you, you never know when you're safe, but there always seems to be some rules it works within. And exactly. es- especially in, in the ring, like that one has some really serious rules that it sticks by. But this one seems to throw all that out. And now the curse can do whatever the hell it wants. And I, I didn't exactly. like that. It, it no. felt like a, it felt like a cover band, like doing a grudge movie <laughs> is, is what it is, what it really. And again, it has some legit, I mean, it's definitely a nastier movie than the first two. It has, it, it has some, it has some cool scares. I, I love the girl playing Kayako's hands. She does some really cool, like around the corner of like a door and up out of a tub things that are, that are terrifying. And those are very J horror, but then they, then there's like straight up like Kayako chase sequences, which is not J horror. You know, it's, it's, it's not the same. It's more like Michael Myers, which is why when the movie shifts into the dad being possessed and that other thing is when it's way more interesting. Because it's like, okay, this yeah. is a new movie. This is something different. Okay. Yeah, because like even like I'm saying from the very beginning, you can tell things are different with the kid and his death. And then when um, Kayako starts chasing the uh, the psychiatric lady, the the therapy lady, um, you know, she's she's running through these blocked off halls that you have yeah. to use your key card to get through and everything. And, you know, she'll run, 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 look behind her. There's Kyoko. She'll get through the other side of the door, go, oh, oh, I'm safe. And then all of a sudden she'll turn around and Kyoko's there. And it's like, and it was just this big teleporting guess, like. It's like, it's like it's a dream sequence. It's like a Freddy Krueger thing and it doesn't work. It doesn't work in the rules they've set up in the prior movies at all. Well, and the, well, and the thing is, is it was bright. It was bright. There was no well, I guess she's kind of in the shadows and stuff like that. You know, you can't really see her. It was bright as hell. You could see every feature about her, and that's not exact. That is not at all what they did in the first and second one. Even when she was chasing you in the first and second one, it was dark. She was shadowed. It made it creepier. It made it like, where in the hell in the shadows is she going to come from, you know? Right. Yeah. <sighs> the Grudge 3. <laughs> uh fail how about that yeah um, no it's it's a big fail and again not not for lack of trying it's got some cool effects it's got some cool stuff but it is it is like if you if you like the first two grudge movies it's nothing like them and no. if you want to if you want to see a continuation of the story um i would even though it's also not that great of a movie i would say you at least get a 
better film that's a little bit more like the other two Grudge movies out of the Grudge 2020. Oh, oh okay. I'm going to go, ee! I mean this in the tedious <laughs> bit, because this, this movie is a mess, but at least it's paced like a Grudge film. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, they, I... they, it's just so boring. <laughs> yes. I will hands down agree with you on that one. I stopped watching the movie when it was over and D- and Ulrich gave me a look and he's like, that bad? And all I could do is just walk away. Like, I was so pissed about it. I was so pissed. I sat through one of the most boringest movies yeah. in my fucking life. And it's it's a bummer because it it has everything going for it. It's pretty. They They filmed the hell out of it. Do you know what I mean? They they have really yeah. cool sets. That house is really cool. They did the opposite of what we criticized the Grudge Three on by mm-hmm. getting the Kayako thing out of the way in the first thirty seconds to give you a okay. The curse is following a different character that we've been told about in the others. So it's it's you know the legacy sequel kind of thing where it's a reboot quill, but it's really not. It's like cool. This is a great setup, and then it goes on to do like half of the cool stuff the grudge one did because it's trying to be more contemporary and and in that it's boring nothing happens exactly all right so let's get let's get a few points taken care of as you said it is supposedly supposed to be reboot but at the same time it's a sequel so in and itself it's like well then where does everything kind of lie second it gets itself too jumbled up by trying to do too much. Like, it's trying to be like the other ones where, you know, there's, like, two, two or three different stories going on in the movie, but yeah. they all make sense and everything. These ones, it they're, like, three or four or five completely separate storylines. You do not know how they're going to fit together, but not in a good way of being questioned about where they're going to fit together. And when they come together, you're like, Really? Like yeah, it, <sighs> yeah. They come together and it's it's. There's nothing revelatory about it. It's just okay. Yeah. Um. So those four separate stories, people from each of those separate stories had to show up at this house. Okay. Yeah. We've done that. So now yeah, what? Like, <laughs> but like I'm saying, like they're each of the stories is like its own. Like they, yeah. It's like its own story, but they're trying to mash it into it's into the same hour and a half movie. It's like they had four movies and decide scripts and just decided, hey, this can be a grudge movie. Yes. And you- another, I want to say real quick, another thing that really bugged me, though, when I was watching it was it was, you know, it was trying to be its own thing. But at the same time, almost um, kind of like beat for beat in the certain storylines, it was like a recreation of the original grudge. Yeah. Like. The realtor showing the house and going into the bathroom and all this other stuff. Like, there were so many different parts. There were so many parts of the movie that were recreations. And I did not like that. Like, like, Yeah, go ahead. And also, why the hell is it rated R? Exactly. Nothing happened. There is there is a gore scene. So so I'll I'll give it this. The the original film. Everything happened off camera. That's why it's PG-13. Mm-hmm. But it still had that, you know, horrifying girl without a jaw sequence that really pushed oh, the PG-13 yeah. to the limit. This movie has nothing like that. All this mm-hmm. movie has is I think there might be a couple F-bombs. And um, there's the end sequence, which, again, 
Grudge One, Grudge Two, and this movie all have really compelling like last five minutes. You know, they do really cool, like masked over what happened in the house in the past sequences that I really like. And and the, and the Grudge Three was missing that, and that I really missed that about that movie. But like you said, this movie, whereas the Grudge Three feels like a bad cover song, this movie just feels like another movie that saw it and went, "We can do that too," but we have to be more like more um like elevated about it it can't be as grimy and silly as those other movies it needs to be you know like a cinema film and so it's yeah. like well i mean and then they have lynn shay who's just wonderful and everything show up and completely <laughs> chew the scenery and i'm like yay lynn shay but that takes you out of the movie because it's just lynn shay it's like she's being awesome yeah. and and john cho is completely wasted in this he's a great actor yes. and he's he's yes. got nothing to do um, yeah, this this it's a big misstep, but at least it feels like a J horror movie a little bit, a lot more than the third one did. But it it, it sorry, go ahead. No, it, it just it doesn't crap on the genre like the third one did. It's just a really boring, not great version of it. <laughs> this exactly. is the difference. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say that it feel it still feels like an Americanized J horror. Yep. Oh but yeah, it's not bad like the third one. Um, it, uh, I think it's because it's not as violent and bloody as the third one was. Like, I think that's yeah. where it gets good props on me. Like, it doesn't feel like, oh, come out here. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to do all this other crap that, you know, Americans must have in our horror movies. But at the same time, then they just take it way too slow. And so, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to be real and call head. it a... Yeah, I don't want to be it's rude and say, much. <laughs> yes, but I don't want to be rude and say that, you know, it's a bad movie, but it's not a good movie either. So I if feel this, like that they could have done more. The grudge, if this wasn't called The Grudge and it was just an independent movie, you know, independent little, you know, like horror thriller movie, it would mm -hmm. be way more compelling. But trying yes. to make it be a grudge movie, it just feels like a... It feels like a weak attempt at doing that. And again, we've seen this already. The, the Grudge 2 is a lesser entity than The Grudge, but it's still ambitious and trying. Yes. This is boring. It's like yep. it's like they they for and and again, it's boring because nothing happens. It's beautifully shot. It's well put together. You know, it just there's no script. And 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 it feels like it's cobbled together. Did you see the movie? I think it was called Terrified. It was a Spanish movie. Um, and mm. it was on Netflix. And it, it's it's definitely scary, which this movie is not. Um, mm -hmm. But it reminded me, the ways it failed reminded me so much of this movie. Because they had like... All of these, it was basically like um like a, a a hodgepodge like you know John Carpenter when when John Carpenter isn't great at least he's fascinating it was like yeah. that it was a hodgepodge of different cool horror set pieces with no through line tying them together so it's like okay so there might be corpses living in their walls that might lead you to another dimension and the kids might be able to hear them and there might be bodies coming back to life and it's all these interesting things but the through line of it is a guy very much like our police officer in this 
dealt with this in the past and he's coming back to like meet it head on and deal with this family and it's just so convoluted and it's a shame because there's three or four like holy shit that's amazing scare sequences and great gore effects and the Mm -hmm. movie got a lot of praise because of it but the story it's not there there's nothing there and this felt a lot like that movie um, only that this movie also has really nothing happening in it at all. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's do an overall review, I guess. Yeah. So, for the first one, I will give it an A++. It is the all-star here. Yes. Okay. Grudge 2. I will probably give it a B-, because I still liked it, but had a lot of problems that it could have fixed. That's very fair. B-, B minus or a strong C plus. I'd say that had they not made any more, it would earn the B minus. <laughs> but I think, the third, I think the third movie trying to overexplain it um, takes away uh, a little bit of its um, a little bit of the work it tries to do in uh, evolving the plot. Exactly. Not the fault of movie two, the fault of the franchise. That's the... yes, it's the fault of the people who said that you know told Re- the director that he had to do more. And Sam Raimi's name is attached to all of them. So he's a producer. Except for the third one. Yeah, well, still. It's his fault, damn it. And I love the guy. (laughs) No, no, I know. The the third one is such a a misstep. I don't know why they let it happen. Exactly. So number three, I am giving it at least a D minus. Like, I'm not going to give it an F because at least it tried. It had a good part at the end with the new grudge. Like, I liked the way she looked. And seeing her come down the stairs gave me goosebumps. But other than that, I wasn't scared. I wasn't impressed. So I give it a D minus. Yeah, it 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 it's gonna pass on to the next grade, but but barely. It's it's not gonna fail out. Barely. <laughs> but and only because I think competent people made it. They it was just a misfire on every possible level it could misfire on. Yes. And then we have the 2020 version, which I would have to give it at least a D plus because it didn't have a lot of the faults that this third one did, but it had a lot of faults that some of the other ones did. So, but I can't say that just because it was boring, it's failing. So yeah, no, that's D, D plus C minus. It's you know, it's got a, it's got like a sixty. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it, it it's it's fine, I guess, as a movie. It's just not a good grudge movie, but it's way no. more. It's way more like a grudge movie than the grudge three they were they went for something i don't know what could have been added to it because it doesn't seem like they knew what movie they were making yeah i was i was about to ask too before um you know we wrap up and stuff if if there's going to be another grudge movie made into this franchise would we want it would we not and if we did want it what what would we hope that they kept like how how would we make it you know oh that's a really good question i i so the original the original grudge the original americanized grudge is is mm-hmm. a perfect example of how to do j horror for an american audience cuz it's it feels so much like the original movie do you know what yes. i mean like it literally yes. is made by the same guy he just switched out a couple of characters to be american characters to make it marketable and you know change the pacing and the effects were a little bit more improved and you know whatever i'd like to see um and if you're gonna do the grudge again and remake the original grudge i'd like Uh to see them give it to somebody 
with a unique visual style. Um, you know, I'd like to yeah. see, I'd like to see like what Gore Verbinski was able to do with the ring where someone comes in and goes, cause the ring opposed to the grudge, the ring is outside of the fact that it's a little girl who, you know, is kind of sacrificially killed by a crazy mother for reasons. Uh-huh. It, it's still a J horror movie. I mean, the American ring is paced and plotted and feels like a J horror movie, but it's way uh-huh. different than Ringu. It's a very different movie. Um, yes. It still has like the girl coming out of the TV and that kind of stuff is all there. And I'd like to see somebody take it and do something, just d- pace it different, not feel like they need to be held into the Kyoko thing if they don't need to be, but just, exactly. you know, give me a movie where the opening, you know, is the same words, you know, in, in a place, if someone dies, you know, the, the spirit can be angry and there can be a grudge or whatever. It, it's it, That's so compelling. The fact that they open each movie like that is like, I'm pumped. I don't care. And afterwards, it's like, oh, that kind of sucked. But at least it had that cool, yep. like, it, it really got me pumped for it, you know? Um but yeah, no, I'd like to see something completely different and maybe, you know, play play around with the rules. Maybe literally instead of it being a spirit, like have it be, you know, just like a straight up like poltergeist or haunted house. Like you don't even see a ghost, you know, like have mm. it be. No, this house is vile. This house, this place, this this town, you know, maybe make it like a Silent Hill kind of a thing where the trauma was so bad in this town that this town literally has a grudge against anyone who enters it. You know, something like, because the idea is so compelling and you can do so much with it. Um, yeah, because it I, never states that it has to be a, that it has right. to reside and be a person. And I love the idea of world building with it. So I did, I did like yeah. movie number two, adding like the mother and the the sister and the subplot. They just, they used it as a MacGuffin in movie three. And that kind of completely put the light out on it. It just kind of went, yeah, done, <laughs> you know, so it doesn't yep. come up in movie four at all, <laughs> you know? Yep. So I, I completely agree. I would want to see something completely new and, unique even if it's even if it's just a whole new storyline with different characters but you still kind of at least make the storyline interesting like yeah don't i don't want them to follow the kayoko thing do anything like that but i do they, want them to still bring in the j-whore i want it to i don't want it i I don't mind if it's americanized but i want it to still still feel kind of foreign and yes. i want I want the visuals that the that that Asians that um, Japanese and stuff they can bring to their movies like they have. I want that intense creep factor without it being bloody and gory. You can do so much without going over the top, and I want that. I want something that is gonna, you know give you goosebumps when you're watching it and make you feel like something's on your shoulder behind you or something. You know, I yes. want that psychological thriller that I know can happen. I think a psychological thriller tied in with the grudge would be something amazing. I, I agree. And and I love the idea of movies where you have a person who's like, um, like taken over by it. Like, so, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you could even have it be, it's following someone that like, cause again, they use this in the other movies, but I'm fine with this trope of like, no, it's about someone that's like, okay, I've now studied around the entire world where things like this have happened. And it's not just Kayako, it's all this other stuff. And he then finds, you know, there's this 
town and the way that it was built and like it can, you know, or, or just whatever it is, but have, you know, you could even have the movie start in America and have it look like an Americanized movie if you want, and then have the mm-hmm. angles and the camera work and the contrast slowly bleed into J-horror when they get to this town. So like exactly. the, the lensing can change and the contrast and the darks and what, what what they forgot about in the third movie and what they completely forgot about in this one um, was the absence of in J-horror is just as scary as the... Because, like, you know, a lot of elevated American horror is the absence. We're very good at doing the... It's a shot with nothing there. Is something going to jump out and then not do anything? J-horror is very good of going, it's a dark room with nothing there. Is there going to be a creepy girl with long black hair? Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. not. But when they deliver on the creepy thing, they deliver on it. It's fucking there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but they make you wait and they build up to it and they use jump scares very well. And um, I think something that doesn't have to be, you know, uh, a creature of the week like these movies became. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to say it and this might be completely against what people that want yearly movies. I want to see a grudge movie where at least in the story of this movie, everything is tidied up and packaged up and finished by the end of the movie. Nice. I want to see a narrative complete because I like a franchise where something comes back, but my problem with after the, because the first one into the second one does a very good job of, of course, you know, that story was wrapped up and you didn't need a second Mm -hmm. one. And then it jumps back into it. They don't do the, you know, Kyoko shows back up and kills Sarah Michelle Geller at the end of the first movie. You know, they do it in the second yeah. one. So it's like, okay, you do see her jump out, but you don't know what happens. I'd like to see a movie where it like like a like a Jaws type movie. Let them win. Do you know what I mean? Let yeah. let let, yep. let and it doesn't have to destroy the whole grudge. But I'd re and again, I love the J horror trope of and you're all fucked. I mean, the ring did a great job of it. This movie did a great job of it. The first one did a great job of it. But I'd like to see someone hit that trope in the face and have it doesn't have to end happy, but I want it to end without a stinger. Yeah, I want it to be, be nice. I want it to be self-contained. But then I'm always afraid that, you know, if it does good, when it does good, because, you know, movies that wrap themselves in a nice little bow, they always seem to do good. And then the studio's like, oh, we got to cash in on that. And then they keep ruining it. But, but then I guess that's where that's where it happens. You could start your own, a whole nother or, story, but still have it wrapped in the universe. Or if they want to come in and shit all over it and just like retcon the end, you can still have just that one where you knew it didn't end with the ha ha ha, there'll be more. So uh, yeah. I, I, it's it's more just the intention of the film. Like I, I loved um, how the newest Halloween and, you know, spoiler alert, if you want to hear it, we knew they were going to make more Halloween movies if that did well. Yeah. But I yeah. like how the newest Halloween ended in a way where you're like, you know what? They could not make another one. And I'd fully accept the fact that Michael Myers just fucking died. You know what I mean? Like, like there's mm-hmm. I like be, because that's what I like about that franchise is that, yeah, he comes back. But they legit kill him at the end of all of these fucking movies. Like they, um, they do, and I'm fine with it. But it's just the idea of I like to think that I could walk away, and if they botch the next one, that the story was complete for me. And that's that's the thing I don't really like about these movies is that they keep pretending like the story wasn't finished, and. Yeah. 
and it's it's a bummer. And again, this this one I would not have known the Grudge twenty twenty was a sequel if you and um, DC hadn't told me. Um, yeah. Because he's I'm like the Grudge four. There isn't a Grudge four. There was a Grudge reboot, and he goes, ha 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 ha. Wait till you see it. <laughs> and, and okay, it's technically a sequel in the first thirty seconds. Sure, yeah. fine. But again, th- that's okay. That's a clever way to do your tie-in, and then they do nothing with it. It's a bummer. But yeah, I, th- I think overall the franchise is still compelling, and I would definitely want to see more. These movies didn't ruin my love of of this franchise at all. You know. All right, kitties. There you have it. Those were our thoughts on the movies. I really do hope you enjoyed uh, listening to parts one and part two, and getting through all four of them. I have some things in the works. Um, I would love to do a a whole Ringu or a Ring Ooh. series next next uh, season, and then to tie it all off, I want us to end. I want us to end it with Kyoko versus Sadako. Which I have only seen bits of, and I can't wait to watch the whole thing because I've heard it's both terrible and amazing all at the same time. <laughs> yes, it is. So, my listeners, look forward to next season where Chris and I talk about the Ring series, and then we will tie it off with a nice little bow. And, of course, I'll have other content and stuff, too. And, again, I am sorry for the delay. Life happens. But, you know, I'm here now, so love me. <laughs> Okay, Chris, go ahead and do your plugins. Oh, my plugins. Um, well, your plugin has gone out of date and you need to download it, but since you don't have an internet connection, <laughs> no. Um, yes, this is Windows 95, ladies and gentlemen. No, um, <laughs> I, I, I love being on this show. Um, I I just am absolutely love talking horror and you're you're a blast. And I actually need to get you on on my show as well, just on on your lonesome without without your annoying counterpart. If you're listening, okay. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm Chris, AKA the Chippa. I do everything. Um, I make four podcasts. Um, you can find them by searching the Chippa made this, um, people's current favorite ones, uh, are the Talkbuster podcast and shooting the shit. Um, if you are still into the creepy horror stuff, um, I covered almost every premiere movie that came out in Salem horror fest in October, um, of this year, um, it was virtual. I did seven. I forget what I, I released 17 things revolving around the horror fest. Some were interviews, some were reviews. It was a blast. Um, go check them out. The Chippa made this. If you search that, you find all my stuff. You can also go to YouTube and find Chris Chipman, and I do some video type shows as well. And I just love making content, and um, I love having guests, and I like being on other shows. So, thank you very much. All right, guys, I'm going to leave you with the spookiest of horror tips. Wear a mask, save lives.